Yeah. And I, I remember seeing like a gorilla do what appeared to be this, where he just sort of like, <laughs> he gave the woman, the female, like 30 strokes and then just took off. He's like, yeah. How can you be sure the gorilla didn't, didn't come? Have you seen a gorilla come? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. On today's show, we're going to discuss a man who jerks off to his wife's exercise videos, a man who discovers his girlfriend is boring in bed, and a man who comes very rarely during partnered sex and more. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. And Mike, do you think Taylor Swift is a feminist? Oh, Lord. I mean, I don't... Uh, you should ask me which wave of femi- feminism she is. Is she fourth wave, third wave? Uh, right. I'm sure we're, she considers. We're on fourth feminism. now, right? Fourth is the current wave. I'm not sure. Third or fourth. Mm-hmm. It depends. It sort of depends on what you mean. And and I would argue that feminism is wrapping around uh, in the same way that <laughs> if you if you uh, sort of hang out with somebody that's a really really hardcore like communist or hardcore like what you know uh, what's the other side like fascist whatever the other side is, mm-hmm. they wind up saying around the same things. Yeah. And so I think that uh, when you get to a certain level, you get to feminists who actually say things that are pretty anti-women and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's confusing. It's like, yeah, wh- who, who are who are you helping here? Um, but anyway, why, why do you ask the question? Um, I'm thinking about the Barbie movie and okay. Taylor Swift and how they are the two dominant pop cultural things of the summer. And okay, I mean, she she's been dominant for a really long time. I was disappointed. <laughs> I don't get involved in these things usually, but I was I did some reading about her breaking up with her boyfriend. Do you know about this? Taylor no. Swift, I mean, no. So she was, she, she, you know, she famously writes songs about her exes, right? Yes, yes. Uh, like uh, some some pretty good songs. Although, let me just put a little caveat in here. When I say she writes songs, like I've, um. Uh, spent some time with uh, people in the industry, uh, here we um, go. particularly yeah. producers and the like. And I, I'm well aware that like when Taylor Swift writes a song, it, it has a certain meaning. She's involved in writing the song. I believe that. Um, but her songs are pretty clever mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, so, so that she gets help. She gets help. Uh, the, um, so anyway, she has songs that are about exes. She was dating this, uh, gentleman this british guy for like six years okay she, uh did performed on snl and like was very clearly like sort of looking at him in the wings as she was performing like sort of like glowingly and so on and so forth uh-huh. and the reports i saw were that she um broke up with him because it was heading toward marriage which is funny if you know uh the sort of her discography because her early songs were all that the, the crescendo of all the songs was the guy proposing yeah so of course, you never know. Maybe these were all completely ghostwritten, and so you don't know. But but it's sort of odd, right? You have this person who, when she was you know sixteen, really appeared to fantasize about that. Yeah. And now it's like that's the worst thing that could happen, or she's sort of running away from it, or maybe it would mess up her image. I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, so that so that that there's there's some news around that. People can go read uh, the various tabloid rumors, and and she apparently has a new boyfriend. So, hmm, is. Her... Trouble caring. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I know her nebulous ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, yeah. It just seems strange that, yeah, Taylor Swift and Barbie 
are basically as heteronormative as you can possibly imagine. So there's a TikTok trend about uh, Taylor Swift claiming that they these people, they're like sort of spelunking through her lyrics, claiming uh-huh. that they, they think she's a lesbian. And I uh-huh. think there is it is somewhat credible. It is somewhat credible. Like they, there are a lot of Taylor Swift lyrics that seem to contain veiled references to her being potentially not straight. So there is that. So I'm not sure if she's told, but, but I agreed that, I mean, her, she'd have to be writing those songs though, for that to even have any possible okay. meaning. Lord. So okay. You're, you're, so, you're being paradoxical here no, or, in, or let in, me, in, inconsistent. Let me explain. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll do like a 30 second digression. What goes on right. there? <laughs> Go so for it. She has a life and she has life experience. She has thoughts, feelings. She experiences things. She, she writes things down in a notebook. It's not that she like has things she's writing about, but and and you do too. Everybody has like life experiences that are like interesting things that go on in their life. They could they could write a song about the differences sure. between that and like the super catchy lyric. And that's where like just like uh, you could have a funny thing happen at the supermarket, but that doesn't mean you could be a writer on Seinfeld. Right. right? Seinfeld had these really really creative people working on it, and they notably would change writing staffs every 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 season. Mostly they would change most. You know, it was a very tough job, and people would run out of ideas and like creative stuff. And it's the same thing. She she works with different people because you need. Yeah, it's it's how you how you, you know, okay. write the write the lyrics. That's difficult. Okay. The ideas, right. of course, like yeah. So the so the point is, I do believe that she could be putting veiled references to this stuff in there, saying like having these little ideas and these little kind of winks to herself and stuff. Definitely, definitely. But like the there's more her to best that friend, the song than that. Her yeah. best friend for a long time was a Victoria's Secret angel. Yes, that's right. She notably would hang out with this group of very very attractive women. And that there's a set of lyrics and like, it's, it seems sort of plausible, but all that being said, um, yes, I agree with you that her stage presence is extremely heteronormative, although right. she'll say she's super like uh, progressive and the like. And, um, I do like, I, I, I listen frequently to her songs while running. So I'm very familiar with her catalog. It's, it's good. It has a, a beat that is well paced for a cadence of running. Yeah. And I just like the, look, the songs I think are fantastic. Yeah. Um, I know you've whoever, liked her. Whoever's writing them. The- you know, more than a decade. Yeah. I don't really care who's writing them. Like it's, it's fine. Like the producers, sure. like her I, music's I just, good. I, her music is objectively good. They do a good job. Um, and, uh, um, so, so I'm familiar with the, with the, with that sort of stuff. Uh, I considered going to one of the concerts. Uh, I, I will say that long mm-hmm. ago I went to a Britney Spears concert yep, and it was a regrettable too. incident. You did too. Okay. <laughs> It was a regrettable incident for me because while I similarly liked the music because of uh, my, yep, the music itself was compelling. I mean, she's obviously a train wreck in a lot of ways and like certainly never even purported to write the songs. Um, Her biggest hits were written by that dude in Sweden. Um, But she, uh, or Norway, where was that? But she, going to the concert was terrible because basically it was just, it was just a set of teenage girls with their dads. And the, this concert was almost completely costume changes. And I knew right. that the same thing would happen with Taylor Swift. It would just be strange. And so, and so yeah, I mean, it's it's designed. It's a very consumable product. Extremely Disney. Extremely Disney, right? It's designed for the audience that it's made for. Yes. But does that mean she's actually a heteronormative person? I don't know. Like, she, she may well be a lesbian or something. Yeah. I mean, whether she is heterosexual or not is almost unimportant compared right. to the cultural impact she's, she's having, which I think is very heteronormative. And I've, I've tried bringing this up with some Bay Area women who, you know, of course, are always quite progressive. And they get quite 
defensive and offended when you bring up the possibility that the Barbie movie or Taylor Swift may need a counterbalance uh, in order to have had a summer that is, I don't know, advancing the values that I think they want to have advanced. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You're basically pointing out a contradiction. Since since I don't think heteronormative stuff is problematic in any way because it is actually the vast majority of people. Uh, I think a more interesting perhaps topic on that, or maybe you've had a similar type of uh, repartee with people about the um, women's World Cup team of the United States and their mm-hmm. poor performance, uh, which is well, challenging still in alive. light of... It's true, but they it hasn't really measured up to um, their... Well, they spent a lot of time complaining about how much they were paid, yes, arguing yes, yes. That, they, that they're worth more, et cetera. They're you know, compared to the competition better than the men's team. And then to have uh, sort of have this happen is not great, right? Yeah, it's not over yet. But yes, they, they have looked underwhelming so far. Hmm, okay. From what I've heard, it is essentially over. And by the time people listen to this, it might well be. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they will have advanced. Anyway, what was your point going to be about the Women's World Cup team? Oh, uh, that that it's sort of a, a notable counterpoint where you have people that were sort of, you know, trying. It's it, it's a milieu where 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 sometimes women are kind of anti heteronormative. They're le- they're 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 less heteronormative. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm excluding like the people who have who are complaining about like the trans athletes and stuff like that. Like that is not the case in the in the World Cup situation. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just a situation where you have like a non-heteronormative thing that's also a cultural moment in the summer. I see. Yeah. But maybe it is actually heteronormative because the non-heteronormative people are losing. Right. And performing poorly. <laughs> is the yeah, Barbie I, movie actually not heteronormative? Have you, have you watched it? I mean, there's... Is it I have not seen it. There is okay. active debate about whether it's feminist or anti-feminist. I mean, obviously... Mattel and Greta Gerwig, who is the director, were in cahoots to try to make something that's basically a big commercial for Barbie. Like they're not Mm -hmm. trying to harm the brand. And, but they're also aware that, you know, Barbie's been considered problematic in the past. And so, you know, they needed to thread a sort of tricky needle here. And to the extent that that could be measured as successful, it's absolutely been, it's, you know, been the highest grossing movie of the summer so far. Uh, but I think there's some debate about whether the movie itself is feminist or not. It's certainly surface level feminist. Like most people walk out of that movie being like, oh, that was great. You know, I really like the values that it was talking about, but uh, yeah. And people like Ben Shapiro are really upset about the movie. He thinks it's, you know, too anti-men, that kind of thing. But then Hmm. there's some people on the far left that are like, this is actually kind of trash. It's fake it's fake feminist. You know, it's like the same folks who complain about, you know, gay pride being corporatized and stuff. You know, it's like, it's not enough. It's, it's like a varnished version of feminism. Like would they argue, for example, that Wonder Woman as a movie is not particularly feminist because while you have a female lead character, she's kind of in a skimpy outfit with her boobs smashed together, et cetera. That- yeah, the, the entire premise of its popularity is that it's a super heteronormative presentation of a woman, you know, providing eye candy. And, you know, the director would say like, no, she's, you know, saving the world. But, you know, it's a fair a- point. I mean, I mean, like you take like, I mean, I I find this show abhorrent on like six levels, but 
take the Big Bang Theory. I mean, there you have uh, male leads who are explicitly like not, you know, macho men. They're mm-hmm. sort of nerdy and lame and so on and so forth. Uh, so it is possible on on the male side to have something that's not particularly masculine depicted hmm. and and do well. I, I'm sure there are many other examples like that. And of course, on that one, you have Kaylee Coco, Coco, uh, set against them. Kuoko, who is yeah. at least was when she was on Eight Simple Rules for How to Fuck My Teenage Daughter. <laughs> That's how that that was the name of that show, right? No, um, and it wasn't that. No, that wasn't Kaylee Kuoko. Wasn't that John Ritter's daughter? Wasn't she on that show? It was Kaylee Kuoko. Was the daughter you were supposed to want to fuck? She played John Ritter's daughter. Yeah, and then John yeah. Ritter died. Yeah. Yeah, probably because he wanted to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it dissected his aorta, his desire. We have to decide whether we want to edit that out or not. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to uh, one of our topics here. So uh, this guy wrote a treatise. So I'm just going to read the first, the first paragraph. But he says, I jerked off to my wife's videos and I feel horrible. My wife and I frequent our home gym, and she records her workouts to check her form and keep track of her progress. Today, (laughs) when she went for her after-workout shower, I went to get something in our gym when I noticed she left her phone there. I went to pick it up when I saw that it was open to a video in her camera roll. It was an innocent enough video, her on a stair climbing machine, but it got me hard to the point where it was almost painful. She had her hand on her hip, and I could see every curve of her perfect backside. Hmm. Took her phone to our bedroom, and while she was in the shower for another 20 minutes, jerked to it because I knew she'd be too tired for sex and would most likely go to take a nap. We fuck regularly. Sex is not taboo. Still, I feel like I've disrespected her greatly. My wife is a very respectable woman, and I feel I've disrespected her greatly for impeding. Impeding? Impeding? That's the word he uses. On something that she does to take care of herself. Impinging, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And using it as a prop to get get myself off. She's my wife, but that video was not meant for me to see, never mind for me to jerk off to. I find it hard to look her in the eye because I keep thinking about what I did. Should I be feeling this way? No. No, he should not. I mean, how does this square? This sounds like a man that would also struggle to receive a blowjob from his wife because he would feel Uh like it's demeaning her. Are you making fun of yourself here? Sort Uh, Sort of. I mean, I would have no problem being aroused by my partner. That seems like a normal thing. I'm guessing if she found out about this, she would be flattered. Um, unless they're like very religious or there's some sort of weird uh, cultural thing going on there. But this so, notion of defiling her by by sexualizing her seems pretty weird. Yeah. I mean, there is an equivalent or a, rel- a kind of an analogous thing that women do toward men, which is that they will fantasize about various <laughs> male behaviors, not not a guy beating off, not typically a guy in the gym. But for example, I've definitely encountered women uh, talking about how hot it is to like see their significant other like, you know, per- performing some useful function, usually like fixing the car or something like they're these pretty, okay. you know, sort of ordinary. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say buying them a bracelet or something. I thought you were oh, no, no, go no, no, a no. maximum. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm actually, I'm telling the truth. Like these are, yeah, I mean, it's like basically. Yeah, I hear you now. All right. The the, displaying, is, displaying competence in some Yeah, some I way. mean, w- the, the genders, the, the sexes uh, have things they value about one another. And men, yeah, value fecundity in women and women value, yeah, u- utility in a lot of ways in men. And yeah, I mean, it's sort of not, so, so I, and it is, it is the case that there are women, I, I've read at least accounts from women who masturbate, uh, sort of a fantasizing about 
their partner being, you know, doing something like this. So being sort of useful. So it's really actually, there's an analogy and you can imagine as a guy, like, would that gross you out? Would it upset you? I don't, I don't think so. It'd be sort of sweet. No, absolutely right? not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this guy seems to think that he has wronged her by being aroused by her without her knowledge, I guess. I think that, I mean, the, the thing that it makes me think is that, um, let, let's, okay. It, it's a more plausible story. If let's say the woman, let's say the wife does fitness classes at a, an exclusive gym that's kind of expensive and wow. there are like five of them in there doing the stair, stair, stairmaster, but for some reason they get videos of it for the check their form. And then he's beating off and he's looking at one of the other women. That makes more sense to me because I don't think that he would, uh, there, the air of the aura of mystery wouldn't exist with his wife, right? In terms of like, what, what does she actually look like? What's going on here? I, I think it, I think that it would be easier as a guy, basically always. I mean, for if you took an equivalent attractiveness but different woman and gave me a gym video of her, it would always be better. Yes, yes. So, so I suspect that's actually what happened. And then, then the question makes more sense. It's like, oh well, you're sexualizing someone else, and so you feel embarrassed, or yeah. But grabbing his wife's video, it's like what? Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, I mean, we're addressing the premise here but i mean there's some holes yeah. in this story first of all who videotapes themselves on a stairmaster for their form that sounds like something you videotape so you can put on tiktok later or something like agreed that's probably really what's going on if you're doing squats or something maybe but you know yeah that's odd and then you know it's weird that her phone was unlocked i, I don't i don't even know if i can do that on my phone Maybe you can make it un unlocked by default, but nobody does that. You might know the password. I mean, the, uh, the, well, that starts getting a little bit more problematic then. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it does make more sense that it's going to be posted on TikTok. Like, I don't even know, like, for example, if you have, and I mean, I've, I've encountered this type of situation, at least score stories about these situations a lot. If you have a partner who wants to video, let's say if you're a woman, you have a female partner that wants to video what's going on so he can like enjoy it later, like masturbate to it. I think that's always a lie. Okay. If you were gone, if you were, okay, if he's, if he's deploying to the military or something and he's not going to be there, but I don't think that a guy would ever, do you think you would ever be that interested in having a video of you and your partner if you're still with that partner and you can have sex with them when you want? Yeah. No, I don't think right. that would be compelling to me. So it seems like there must always be an ulterior motive unless there's some sort of reasonable explanation for the video, for, for him being interested in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so little... one should be suspicious. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've talked about this before, like any <laughs> content your partner has of you in a compromised state is, uh, probably not going to go to just him or at least you should assume it's not going to go to just him if you're going to now, send it to him okay but your reference to the blowjob thing makes me think that i mean it sounds like he, this would never happen to you because you would always choose a an unknown female porn to use instead of uh your partner's video for masturbation purposes but let's say you did do this would you be embarrassed like this guy in the same no. way as like Okay. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I think it would be very flattering to my partner. Okay. I think most people are aroused by thinking about their partner being aroused by them. Okay. Let me, let me take this a little bit further. Let's say that you are, uh, 
living with your partner or you, 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 somehow you have access to all their things. Yeah. Let's say you're masturbating to their high school yearbook, but of them, <laughs> yeah, it's that. And there are say 35 now and you're beating off to, and she was on the, she was a cheerleader. So there's yeah. a bunch of pictures where she's like doing the splits and you can sort of yep. see some crotch action. Yep. Would you be embarrassed by that if she caught you doing that? Or if you, would you say, yeah, I beat off all the time to your cheerleader pictures? Would I be embarrassed? Would you reveal it? I think I wouldn't because <laughs> I think she would be upset. But you wouldn't be, you'd be like, this makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's like taking your partner, but Have okay, you ever... let, let's set aside. Let, can, can we, can we make the, make it that they were like a college cheerleader for the sake of this conversation? So there's not like a pedophilia aspect that no, let's people say are going to shake senior, their heads at. A senior in high school. So they're All right. 18. They're 18. All right. Um, I was, my next question was going to be like, what if you had like an elementary school picture of her and we're right. beating off to it? And like, should, at that point, I think <laughs> it would be kind of weird, right? You're like, oh, look at that little girl. <laughs> but it is yeah. your wife, I mean, right? Or your at partner. some point you have to like haul yourself into the police to save society from you. But, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tricky, right? So like, let's say, let's say, you know, you're 20 years old. You've been dating your partner for five years. You met when you were 15. And she sent you some pictures when they were 15. Like, what are the ethics of using those as uh, in the spank bank? I think most people would reflexively say that's gross. You should not do that. But really, but I think they would reflexively say that. And but if they, you know, if if you could administer them truth serum and a polygraph, they no. might. What if you're, differently. what if you're, it's like on the bachelor or the bachelorette and you're having hometowns and you're just visiting their parents <laughs> and you wander into the I know den where this is going. Yes, and you find on. the mom's, <laughs> the mom's <laughs> pictures when she was a cheerleader and she catches you beating off to that. Yeah. I, I, you might not get the, uh, you know, at the end <laughs> of those episodes, they always ask the dad, like, you know, if if I should choose this person to marry, do I have your permission? And the dad's like, wait, you're one of four people and, you know, or she's one of four people and you want me to give you my permission for a 25% chance that you'll propose? Like, it's such an <laughs> odd thing. Anyway, I think the dad would turn down the uh, weird proposal contract if he caught you masturbating to his wife's youth pictures. So that would not be, that would not be sweet there. So, okay. So there is some limit to, mm-hmm. to where this get where this gets to. Yeah. Um, and you would be, so, so there, and there's also in your view, a time limit on how long, how far back somebody could go. Yeah. I mean, Mike, I don't think we need to be so extreme as to go back to high school. Like let's say your partner is 37 and she catches you looking at a picture on her Instagram from when she was 31. I think okay. she, I think she would maybe justifiably be pretty hurt by that looking like, at her well, beating off too well let's say she posts a good bikini thirst trap once a month you know she's done that once a month since 2015 and you're looking at some photo from 2018 and yeah she she walks in on you jerking off to it she might feel like yeah why didn't you choose a more recent one are you not as attracted to my current form? <laughs> and the answer would probably be yes, but like that conversation is going to go extremely poorly. Huh. Okay. So okay. yeah, there's a, there's a statute of limitations on, uh, you know, the flattery there. Okay. Be, so this, this, guy with the, this guy with the gym video, like he's, he's, is running into that a little bit, although I guess 
within a year is probably sufficient to. Yeah. I mean, that video is hot off the press, presumably, you know, it's less than 10 minutes old or whatever. So that problem is avoided. Yeah. Why? I mean, it makes you wonder why he didn't just beat off while she was working out. Just be like, I don't know. There's some edits in there where he sounds a little bit religious or at least um, sexually conservative, but I, Hmm. I didn't read it because one, it was too long and two, it's not very interesting. Okay. Yeah, that would help explain his uh, reticence here. If listeners care, the link will be in the show notes as always, but yeah, I, I wouldn't bother if I were you. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> this person says, I don't think I can have sex with my girlfriend again after this. Hmm. Uh, I'm a 22-year-old male and my girlfriend is 22. Uh, we've had an open relationship for a fortnight now. Yesterday morning, we had sex. It was all right, or so I thought. She has this thing where she likes me to do all the work. We both finished and she went back to sleep. Last night, maybe they both finished. Uh, last night, I had a hookup. Yeah, when a man says that his partner has orgasmed, like what coefficient of truthiness do you do you add? Depends on his age and so yeah. forth. And like, and like his claim, it was really brief. He did all the work and yeah. she went to sleep immediately. It makes yeah. it almost zero. You know? A little suspicious. Yeah, I mean, like, tw- the, look, 22. she finished. She finished. It's euphemistic. That just means she was done having <laughs> sex. Doesn't mean she orgasmed. <laughs> she, she's not there still rubbing her clit. No. Uh, to, the, to this day. Uh, okay. He goes on. Last <laughs> night, remember, they're in an open relationship for two weeks. Last night, I had a hookup with a weeks. girl from Tinder and it was amazing. She was incredibly horny and wet and skilled. I could barely keep up. Oh, sounds great. Hell, I couldn't keep up, period. She felt like she very much wanted me and to do it, you know? It was incredible. I know I shouldn't compare. It's misogynistic and gross and all, but it's inevitable. What I did with my girlfriend now feels barely like sex at all, more like something with a static doll. Hmm. She is the love of my life, and I definitely want to keep an active sex life with her. What do I do, good people? <laughs> um, well, he's got he's he's been open, had an open relationship for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty it's a pretty intense. <laughs> we don't know who initiated that, but finding right. finding someone to have sex with within two weeks is pretty impressive as a man. Right. Uh but I mean it's, it's so assuming he's being honest that he has a full-time partner it does suggest that he dropped oh i'm sure he's not but it's it, it, you mean being honest with the the third yes the new woman which is unlikely the um but it also suggests that the woman he turned to in this situation was not particularly attractive the two weeks matters a bit on that level right it's unlikely this is a particularly attractive so so maybe maybe what this is code for is his girlfriend is much more attractive but he's like oh this unattractive woman i hooked up with is really more hot to trot and I had more fun having sex with her. That's probably a fairly normal experience, right? Like, would you say that your, your, uh, the, the quality of the sex you have with a woman is inversely proportionate to her attractiveness? That would be my, my prior. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit like the, uh, you know, test scores by race, right? Like they, they do differ by race, but that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of individuals inside of those groups that sort of break the generalizations. So there's also the fact that you're going to, uh, subjectively classify the sexual experience as better if she's more attractive. Right. So like, it's, yeah, there's a, but you know. if anything, that would, that would lessen my subjective perception of this trend. Oh, and you're, oh, go on. I think I think it is true that in general, in general, uh, 
more attractive women are less enthusiastic in bed, but yeah, not always. Um, yeah, I thought that. I mean, I thought this was interesting for a couple reasons. The first is you hear something like this from women all the time. Like they meet another man, and he's so much better than their partner, they can't get it out of their head. And and that sort of makes sense to me. I think a skillful man can change the sexual experience for women pretty profoundly. It can make them more comfortable or less comfortable. Uh, they can be more alpha. They can, you know, have more experience. They can do any number of things. I don't, it's. I think the main thing the guy does is just tries to get her to have an orgasm, but go on. Like actually, well, like, actually sure. like they can be more interested in her pleasure that or right. not. Right. Like, knowledgeable. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was talking to someone the other day who's, um, partner was with someone for a long time and he never went down on her and she's now dating and uh <laughs> recognizing that like most men will actually go down on her and she's sort of amazed by this you know new leaf she's turned over hmm. so to speak um but okay but there's only so much that like okay if you perceive that your female partner is very lazy in bed, aren't there various things that you can do to amp things up? Like you can change positions or yeah, ask her well, the to way, do different things. I mean, he actually made it sound like she's sort of sleepy, not just lazy. <laughs> like she, she actually is just like kind of yeah. narcoleptic during sex. And so in, in that situation, I think it's, I think it's a, it's somewhat euphemistic for she's just not that into it. Yeah. Um yeah, maybe that. that's maybe that's why they opened it up. Yeah. I mean he could uh there I think there's a limit. There's a pretty hard limit to the set of things you can do in that situation. If you have somebody yeah. who's just not enthusiastic. Right. Um, but yeah, what as a guy, it's and and it's it's not yeah, I mean like it's not going to be fun for the guy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he may be running into this. I mean, has this has this to the extent that you've witnessed a trend here? Uh, you said you have, even in the face of the more attractive woman probably amping up your experience, it sounds like it's, there's enough of a trend that it kind of overcomes that. Mm-hmm. Has that, does that change your kind of your interest level and in different attractiveness of women? Like, would you consider lowering? No. no. Why, why not? Because I have a lizard brain. I've been through this before, like I think, and oh, I'm yeah? embarrassed to say this, but yeah, if there was like a 9.7 and a 9.5 and the 9.7 was like a Nazi and, you know, bragged about never using condoms, like I think I would still choose the 9.7 because my brain is stupid. What is, wait, um, was saying that she's a Nazi and brags about not using condoms supposed to be a negative? Yes. Sorry. That was supposed oh, to be bad. negative because it means she probably has an STD. I see. I see. I see. And you don't like Nazis. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I guess that was so unclear. Just, yeah, she's just, <laughs> you know, uh, okay. So the, so the, that's interesting to me because I would think that, okay, I would think that you could do something like bucket women into, you know, a set of quintiles or something and say, look, as long as they're above the 80th percentile, I don't care. I, uh, you would think, you would think maybe I would, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, it's not like I at mean, any given time I have 20 different women available to me to be fair like i suspect that the problem is that the sexual enthusiasm would also bucket so i think that to get like the super enthusiastic woman you would have to go to sort of 
the 50th percentile. I think you would have to mm. significantly compromise on her attractiveness to actually get an effect there that would be meaningful. Maybe I should experiment with that. But like, why would I when I have people available to me that aren't in that quintile? Oh, because there might be something, there might be something that the woman could do sexually that would just like be a lot better. That would yeah. really, uh, it might be something that would make it worse. Like me not getting aroused. That's true. Well, that's, yeah, that's the, <laughs> this is the great, uh, the great debate in life. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, I think the, um, uh, I think it's unlikely. I think your original point that the man has much more control over this is basically on point that yeah. there, there aren't that many things a woman can do. Although being enthusiastic and interested and so forth, is, it matters. Enthusiasm definitely matters. Like if it's not, not that I've ever had this experience, but I can imagine it not being fun having sex with someone who doesn't want to be there. You've never had that experience? Of course not, Mike. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the, if the but but the, yeah, and the, the higher status, the higher your relative status in her perception, the higher her enthusiasm, which makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, but then I mean, yeah. there could be a level where you start feeling taken advantage of, right? I mean, you're mm. it's like you're going to buy a car, and the the the, the dealer's too too happy. You're like, I don't, I don't want to buy this car anymore, right? So right. it's like that, right? I mean, if the woman is really happy, you're like, why are you? You should be a little bit. Right, you're muted about this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, when we get into bed, I'm the guy. I'm supposed to be winning here. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be. It's my need that's being met here more than yours. It is a little bit, actually, a lot bit for me, unattractive when someone is overly available. There we go. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just natural, and you, and it's a little bit of a pain actually, especially when like you've been with a partner for a while and they're like occasionally initiating, right? Like that should be good, but I think I that's know. true about like, I sort sometimes of, don't respond well to it. I think that's true about like kink stuff too. I, I, just emotionally for me, like when we've talked to people or encountered content where the woman is clearly super into the kink, whatever it is. Yeah. That makes it, that immediately makes it less compelling to me. Like a guy who's going to aggressively pursue like anal sex, uh, -huh. uh I suspect in many cases, maybe most cases, what the guy wants is a woman who's a little bit unsure about it. If the woman's just like, oh, yeah. sure, let me lube it up. He's like, oh, well, then I don't Right. Want yeah. It's the, it's the, yeah, the coercion is a little bit hot. Yeah. And like he wants to, he wants, he wants her to like be overcome by some new experience that he's, I don't know, there's some, some uh, man right. wants to be like a pioneer or something. Right. Yeah, that gets into some sticky issues, but let's let's move on. For sure. Um, all right. This person says, my boyfriend only comes like 30% of the time. This is a 28-year-old hmm. man, 27-year-old woman. I'm sort of getting annoyed. Our sessions can last anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes. I'd say 10 minutes average. Now, Mike, we've talked before about how people are often bad at reporting amount of timing, but th that's what she says. People, I think you, I think you are more skeptical of women than men, right? This is sort of a yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of topics over the last couple months where women are like, "Oh, we have sex for an hour." It's like an hour. I don't. Well, it's like the thing where uh, so. women on the sex subreddit always think their guy has like a nine-inch penis, and it's right. like, look, you realize that's right. like one one <laughs> basis point of men, if that have that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Point point one percent. Right. Um, he'll put me in a bunch of different positions and pound me roughly and fast each time, often to the point of me being sore. Okay. And yet he won't come from it. He will give up and say things like, yeah, I can't come tonight, but that was great. I feel like used and ugly afterward. Strange he feels used because he's not 
coming. Anyway, she says, what is the deal? Getting annoyed and hesitant to have sex with him when he uses me that roughly hard and for that long, but he doesn't even orgasm from it. What is the point? By the way, I never orgasm from sex, but that's because I require clitoral stimulation and I'm fine with not orgasming. Sex still feels really good for me. Maybe it's hypocritical, but I feel like anatomically it's more normal for guys to orgasm for penetration than girls. I'm a real genius here. So I feel yeah. like the not orgasming thing is more unusual for him than me. Uh, she's right. <laughs> she's definitely right that men not orgasming from PIV is unusual. Right. Uh, so... I'm guessing he has some sort of death grip here, right? Like Probably. But the reason why I brought this up is how can he tolerate this status quo? Like, why is he interested in sex if he's not even nutting from it? I think it's sort of, I mean, it's sort of a bold move what he's doing. It reminds me of like a, I feel like I was at the zoo once. And I mean, there, you know, when you go to the primate exhibit, you often see various displays like this and sexual displays. And I I remember seeing like a gorilla do what appeared to be this, where he just sort of like, (laughs) he gave the woman, the female, like 30 strokes and then just took off. He's like, yeah. How can you be sure the gorilla didn't, didn't come? Have you seen a gorilla come? (laughs) No, my God, maybe, I don't know. But like, it's pretty obvious. If he's coming inside of her, like, how do you, okay. You feel like, I mean, recognize the telltale gorilla signs i mean pretty i mean like i've i've seen i'm not sure how many different species of animals i've seen come uh a lot um and generally the male behaves sort of how you'd expect the male to behave some kind of like shuddering okay kind of like weird sounds and stuff and like so yeah like you would it's likely you would know so you're you're 85 percent sure the gorilla is just yeah, he's just giving her some for the strokes and he takes off. <laughs> and I can sort of, I sort of applaud that on some levels. I, this is not why this guy's doing it. Uh, obviously, he's. I hear you, but but to your point, like, what's 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 he what's his motivation then? If he's not, even, he, do, yeah. he doesn't know. He doesn't know in advance if he's going to be able to come. That's what's going on, right? Sure, but if seventy percent of the time that I masturbated, I didn't come. I think I would masturbate substantially less. Do you th- do you think you? I don't think I would. Mas- I don't think I would masturbate more to make do you up. You get difference. to zero. I don't know. I I, I don't know. What, what failure rate do you think it would take you to zero? <sighs> yeah, that's the question. I'm not sure. I think that might. That. I think seventy percent failure rate might make might take me to zero. It might. It might. You're just like, oh fuck this. It would just be discouraging so often. And I suspect that in that situation, the thirty percent wouldn't be would require like a lot of determination, grit. Maybe physical grit, you know, some kind of sandpaper, right. uh, but the really working up. it. Yeah, you'd have to sort of, yeah, it would be really not great. So mm-hmm. you, you'd be asking, you'd be starting to think what's wrong with me. Like when mm-hmm. uh, you go to the doctor. Yeah, I mean, honestly, going to the doctor might be a good move in that situation. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine what either of these people's motivations to have sex is like she's leaving discouraged and feeling used. I don't know if feeling used is the right, like, I, I guess he's sort of using her, but well, the gorilla analogy is on point there. Like if she feels like that female gorilla, I would get it. Like she's okay. like, yeah, it but, depends on what he does. He, it sounds like he basically just wipes it off, puts it back in his pants and takes off. Yeah. But by means of, I don't know, example, like, would you rather he come C O M E and, you know, fuck you for 20 minutes and then orgasm, or would you rather him fuck you for 20 minutes and not orgasm? Like which would make you feel more quote unquote used? 
the the no orgasm for sure. I, I can Why? I can actually I can I can ideate about this. I mean, imagine so in one case you're into receptive anal sex in mm-hmm. one case he's fucking you up the ass and then he just stops because it's like he didn't like why why even start it like why did you why did i have to lube up my anus why did we have to go through this like you're <laughs> why not did i have to not eat food for the last 48 hours right well there's that, yeah there's that too i mean whatever whatever preparation had to happen like i'm i've i sort of got up for this activity and yeah like it's it, it feels like pro, uh, sort of performative pro forma whatever uh Hmm. You don't, that, that's not like obvious. Uh, let's, okay. Let's say that you had a woman that orgasmed really like to sort of get on top and, you know, put your penis inside of her and grind on you to get an orgasm. And like, she does that. And then it just 70% of the time she's like, eh, and just gets off. You'd be like, what? Yeah. Okay. Be sort of irritating. Yeah. Like, why, why, I guess why, that makes sense. Know? And also you don't get to orgasm. You're just like, oh. I don't think I could really have, I could imagine it, but I don't often have the experience of feeling used, right? Like if, if a woman is using my body for her sexual pleasure, like I'm delighted in basically all circumstances. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like the guy, the guy would not, well, I mean, if it, okay. But if you, that, that's because women generally are sort of socially reasonable and get you off in the encounter. Let's say that yeah, she true. didn't do that, and she's so she just she just takes off, or like yeah, it's like okay, you can beat off now or whatever, right? That's yeah, how I, I feel mean, at the end of a massage, by the way, like just a normal massage. You're always like, why? Where's my where's my hand job? <laughs> do you? How often do you get massages? Like in your Not life, often. have you had more than twenty? Yeah, I've I've no. had a zillion in my life because you know I go to these countries and they're really in, inexpensive, and it's sort of interesting to. You've had a zillion. Can you quantify that more? Like a hundred, two hundred? I bet I've had two hundred. That's okay. about right. So yeah. two hundred, you must have had a situation out of two hundred where a hand job was offered. Yeah, only twice. And um, what what did you do? And one of them, I'm not. I can't even remember well. Well, the other one I remember quite well. I got a I got a couple's massage with Alyssa. Oh, um, like last year or two years ago, and uh, there was. Uh, where were we? We were in, we were in Eastern Europe somewhere. Like, I and a hand know, job was offered to you with uh, your partner in the room. No, it wasn't explicit okay. like that. But they kept, like, toward the end of the massage, they kept like going down my my waist towards my cock and like up my legs towards my cock, and okay. would like sort of linger. And I felt like there was like an invitation to sort of like lean in. Um, with your then, partner there in the room. Yeah. And I talked to Alyssa after, and she said okay. that her masseuse was sort of doing the same thing. Now you could make an argument that that is just how they end their massages, <laughs> but it felt, I, I've never felt anything n- nearly like that before. Okay. So typically, um, so actually your experience is that the uh, hand job is not typically on offer. Which is wrong. You're just something. There's something you're doing in the situation that I agree. I mean, I'm not looking for a happy ending, and so uh, even if it was like if I were, I would behave differently. Even if it was a big buff guy, really attractive guy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely not from a man, but yeah, even from a woman, I'm just not. Why not? I don't. I don't know. Even if it was legal. 
I don't think the legality of it bothers me. It's the depravity of it that bothers me. Okay. Now, I don't understand that at all. Like, I think if it was legal, I, I think to me it's just the legality thing. Like, it's a, it's obviously the natural thing to have happen, particularly if it's like an attractive <laughs> woman. Like, okay, why is it so depraved? Who gives a shit? Like, I mean, you go to the doctor and they stick things up your butt. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to make an argument that it's actually depraved. I'm just okay. making an argument that it makes me feel like I, there's some cultural norm that is erecting a guardrail there. Yeah, in the U.S. It's not okay. actually reasonable or rational. Yeah, it's encoded in the law and it's like there you know it's not on the menu but if it was on the menu it's like oh okay i mean i assume they wash their hands anyway we've talked about this before like i think yeah. i think it should be on the menu i think it's like a very reasonable service yeah. to offer dudes and it's it's not uh properly set up it's not a problem right yeah i i don't know why i am not in the mood for in the mood in the market for happy endings maybe i should reconsider <laughs> that figure that out yeah. All right. This person says, uh, condom stuck inside me. So yeah. I had a really drunken hookup with this guy and I wasn't wet down there at all because by then I wasn't really into it. It wasn't sexual assault or anything. I just got in my head and wasn't feeling it. So I wasn't turned on anymore. The condom broke inside of me, but I wasn't aware and he never told me. That's odd. I was about to go on my period and the very next morning I got it. And it was the most excruciating period I ever had. The cramps were so bad, I thought I was dying. I'm sorry, listeners, about this, but there's a there's a reason. I never had a period this bad. I like normal. I like normal. Oh, like normal. I use tampons and change them out, but it was still a bad one. I don't know why she needs to clarify that she <laughs> used tampons as usual. I didn't think too much of why my cramps and vagina hurt so badly because I figured it was just a really rough one and maybe having drier sex made it worse. Three days later, here it comes, I pull a tampon out and a piece of what looked like part of a condom was stuck to it. I confront the guy and he told me, and he told me the condom broke, but he didn't think to tell me. There we oh. go. Oh boy. I'm livid and upset and embarrassed because I find this out at work. And I'm unsure if there's other pieces in there that got shoved up there because of tampons. And I still feel very often crampy and not sure if my vagina is actually clear. What do I do? I'm afraid I'm going to get at, at least an infection from this. So she adds an edit later. She went to Planned Parenthood and they don't do exams like that because <laughs> how would you even do it? You'd have to go up there with like a camera or like the the uh, gynecologist's fingers or something. So anyway, they, they oh, don't no, do you that. Can, you can use a speculum and just look. You don't need. It's not that. You mean just look in her vagina to see if there's a piece of rubber in there? Oh, I see. So speculum like props it open and then you go in there yeah. with like a dentist mirror or something? Yeah. If you're curious how that works, you can actually find video. I mean, anybody can find videos online of like what- Gynecology. How, how, yeah. Like what, what, what they do and what it looks like. I mean, it's sort of a reasonable thing to know about, but yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. That feels like- Do you feel comfortable like looking carefully into your partner's mouth? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not interested. I don't need to. That's interesting. I don't need to get all all in there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, how could a condom like if a condom breaks, it doesn't like dissolve. It like sort of stays in one piece. It just gets torn. Yeah, I've. I in mean, I've had this. Anyway. I've had this experience where a piece tears off. It's an interesting a question. Piece, I mean, I, a piece tore tore off though. Yeah. Yeah, instead and it, of it, and breaking, it, it detached, it detached from the rest of the condom. Yeah, oh, I had that experience. 
Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. You can be having sex. I, I, yeah, I'm not like, exactly sure what. Like, imagine it's, it's, it's certainly her being dry. That's the problem, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That I mean, I think we've talked about this, but it was a long time ago. Um, yeah, the experience of having a condom broke break, and yeah, it's usually when there's some undue, unnormal, unusual amount of friction. Um, and it, you know, gets caught on something or, well, I mean, I think that like the, 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 yeah. And the thing she said, I I think there's like an interesting topic around this thing where she says she's, oh, I was just in my head. It's like, I don't know. There's something that that sits weirdly with me a little bit. She's like, okay, it wasn't a sexual assault agreed there, but it's like, yeah, well, I don't know. The mentality oh of that's a little odd to yeah, me. Yeah, right? I mean, Mike, this this can get like really kind of dangerous really quickly. But yeah, like she probably decided that you know if she had her druthers, she would not have been having sex right then. But she'd invited him back. They'd I don't started. think that women are doing. I don't Maybe think women are doing. Badly. I don't think women are doing anyone any favors by doing that. I don't think they're doing. The, they, I think they often think that they're doing the guy a favor. I don't think yeah. that's right. I think the guy. I do think the guy would like to nut. That's true. But I think that he would be, but I think in almost all situations, the guy would be happier saying, oh, okay, you don't let, let, let's just find something that's pretty chill that you are cool with doing. And yeah, like anyway, that it's just, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that like the, yeah, if the guy finds out about that, he's going to be like, oh, why didn't you tell me? In most cases, of course, there are going to be some guys who are dicks about it or only want to have PIV or whatever. Yeah. There's psychopaths, but yeah. Sure. But this guy, okay. This guy is this other issue, which yeah. And I actually knew somebody, I think I've mentioned this once a long time ago on the podcast who had this happen, a woman who she had a partner and he claimed he didn't feel it when it broke. Yeah. Because the other issue here is that he, 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 he cream pied her, let's call it. Yeah. Right. And without her knowledge. And I remember talking to this friend, female friend of mine a long time ago. And I was like, I told her, uh, that he definitely knew. There's no way he didn't know when the condom broke. You can feel it's quite. Let me uh, think about this. In my experience, it's quite obvious. I mean, at the very least, when you pull your dick out, you're going to notice. Oh, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> right. There's that too. But I mean, my I experience could imagine, is like you feel the different sensation. I could imagine in a pitch black dark room, you could pull it out. Like if, if you couldn't, if you didn't have a single photon of light. You could like pull it out and like maybe not recognize that the wetness on the outside of the condom is semen versus, you know, the lubricant that that starts on the condom and whatever the lubrication the woman provides. But wouldn't you agree with me that you would feel it just from the, I mean, there's going to be a part of your penis, probably the that's head a, that's exposed, exposed to the air in her vagina when you're having sex and you're going to be like, oh, something's different. Like you'll know within one stroke in my view. Yeah, I think both i think so okay okay there could be a timing issue like it happens right as you're nutting i don't know maybe so if one you're very drunk and desensitized a little bit i look i feel like this is one of those things that's like a, like a one in 1000 thing but that means that 99.9 percent of the time the man knows yeah so one question like it's I possible have... he couldn't know but 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 much more likely he's lying one question I would have about this situation is, and I, I don't actually have like the medical, I mean, look, nobody could know this exactly, but I would wonder, she's thinking, of course, oh, the, the, the latex inside of me caused these cramps. That's not what I would wonder. I would wonder if she got pregnant, right? Like if she, if she had, if, the, yeah, because it, I mean, they're, look, they're, yeah. <laughs> if like, so, yeah, basically the, it's, it's not related to that. It's related to the semen. <laughs> You know, she got pregnant slash like there's some 
some reaction associated with that that caused her to have a heavier period because basically, yeah, he oh, I ejaculated see. inside of her. I don't think it's very likely that it's caused by the latex. I mean, latex is pretty inert. Um, sure, it could get like an infection in it. Sorry, it could get like bacteria lodged in it. But 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 usually when you hear about that, it takes a lot longer. She had tampons up there. So like that you already have something up there kind of statically. Yeah. Um, so I would, I think, I would think it'd be a little more likely. And also cramping is happening in your uterus, right? It's not external to the uterus. So like, it's not, it doesn't totally make sense to me. It, you know, it's not impossible, but it's a little strange to me that the condom. Huh. I, I suspect if you took a hundred women out of them, stuff pieces of latex up their vaginas, it wouldn't change their cramping. Most people don't menstruate. Most people don't ovulate that close to the beginning of agreed. their menstrual cycle. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. So it could be something about like maybe, you know, I mean, there, there are various substances and semen, blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. it could be, yeah. So so maybe not, you know, or maybe maybe the egg got fertilized, but like it was too late in the cycle to actually um, implant. But then there is some kind of blah, blah, blah that happens and you get more yeah. cramps. Like the, these, these, these explanations make a little more sense to me, but whatever. Yeah. All right. I think we have time for one more topic. Sure. Um, this person says, am I wrong to desire that my wife do things with me she did with her earlier partners? I'm a 50-year-old man married to my 46-year-old wife for 22 years. My wife is the only sexual partner I have ever had. Ooh. While dating my wife... While dating, my wife told me a lot of details about her previous sex life, including some specifics of giving guys oral. Dating my wife... My wife went down on me very briefly a few times, but never more than a couple minutes and never to climax, yet enough for me to know I enjoy it. Oh, brutal. We went through marriage counseling a few years ago for other issues. When the counselor asked if we wanted to discuss sex, she cut it off immediately. I wanted to, but she didn't. Since we've been since we've been married, my wife has brought me to climax twice orally. Outside of that, there have been a handful of times she has gone more than a couple minutes. Otherwise, at most, it's a 20-second tease. It makes me angry and frustrated, but she seems to think it's funny. She's even promised oral sex or other big favors, only to either just give me a short couple of minutes or, or nothing at all. Say the least, that frustrates and irritates the living hell out of me. The current sex life is not good for me. I perform oral sex a lot on her. Also <laughs> bought, bought toys to use on her, which she really loves. For me, all she does is say hop on and basically use her as a whole. I want more, but she has zero desire. It's turned into, into me not wanting to do much because I know I'll work hard for little reward other than planned humping. Other than uh, planned, planned humping? Bland. Oh, bland. bland humping. Okay. Yeah. I mean, humping's not that bad, but okay. Yeah. Bland, bland humping. It's good. Uh, he goes on about like going to the grocery store and seeing women and imagining banging them. I mean, um, I have a real problem with this therapist. I don't think, I think if I, I, I would probably be a bad therapist, but, and I have no, I'm, I'm not interested in people enough to want to do that, but. I don't think I think that it's pretty questionable when when yeah I mean if you're if you're counseling people who've been married twenty years it's very <laughs> yeah. reasonable to have sex be one of the topics and when one person yeah, no shuts shit. it down I think the I therapist is obligated basically to say like yeah. look okay you can always fire me as your therapist but like I'm a little reluctant to like even continue doing this if you're just going right. to shut down this really important topic right it's like <laughs> you can lie to your therapist or you can embargo the obvious topics that need to be discussed but what's the point. <laughs> Right, like it's really odd, and and the right. therapist, I mean, at least at a minimum, should say to you, yes. "Hey, that you're making a in my professional judgment, this is a big mistake. I'm not saying what you should feel or think, any of that. I'm just saying we should yeah. discuss this. That's it. We've di we've discussed <laughs> this a little bit offline, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think there's a whole array of therapists out there that are ba basically practicing malpractice, right? They they 
they're just trying to they're more interested in making sure that they keep their customers than trying to help their customers. Oh, well, yeah, you and I talked about this like last week, like the uh the 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 evidence suggests that only a very narrow set of therapies uh modalities are even effective. Right. Like, if they're, you, they're yeah, very if you measure to, reported right. happiness before and after and, and they typically yeah, they they typically or like uh, inventories of depression, anxiety and so on and so forth. They they typically are the modalities that are short short duration and are much more teaching people skills, life skills. The ones where they sit and listen to you and just talk to you honestly probably don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like hot yeah, take like You'd be better off going and exercising in almost all cases. Yeah. I, um, you know, I mean, like, look, yeah, I mean, that being, but, but teaching you skills, a therapist absolutely could say to a husband and wife, look, like sex is important. You need to communicate about it. And like, here's some tools. And that would be very valuable. But like, just saying like, oh, okay, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, she doesn't want to talk about sex. So let's move on. Like, uh, tell me about your mother. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's. He's fixated on getting a blow here. I mean, I sort of get it. Like, well, I. Okay. There's yeah. two aspects here that I think are interesting. The first is. Is, and we've discussed this a bit in the past, but it's been a while, like, is wanting a blowjob a reasonable, you know, make or break thing? Like, I think most people would say wanting anal is not a reasonable make or break thing. But I think most people would say that wanting PIV and wanting a blowjob is a reasonable make or break thing. I'm skeptical that anal in long-term relationships, unless the woman wants it, that anal is like a really common thing to do a lot, unless the woman, like, some women really enjoy it and that's different. Right. I think for most men, it's just not actually, it's only better in a taboo sense. And then yeah. if you're in a long-term relationship, it's not going to be taboo anymore. So the guy's just going to stop being interested. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but there's various- it's not like that. No, it's not. Um, but okay. So thing one is that, you know, he probably is within his quote unquote rights to be upset about this. And then thing two is- he knows that she's done it enthusiastically with past partners. Like that is the real brutality here. Is that? Yeah, it could just be something. I mean, he he could just have like uh, some problem with his uh, semen. Uh, his smegma. Yeah. No, fl- no, no. He could be. Yeah, it could be hygiene. I mean, but there there are things like yeah. I mean, like this calls for, this absolutely calls for a conversation. It's like what is the like yeah. For example, if it's the semen, okay. Well, does he could nut elsewhere? Like, but you still could perform this for a period of time is it like i think in most most men the the, the pre-ejaculate fluid isn't not particularly flavorful uh, so then you, you typically wouldn't have an issue there um, yeah mike yeah so yeah. i agree with you but my guess here is after 22 years she's just basically disgusted by him and oh wow that wanting to, right like even having sex is sort of a chore and Interesting. adding adding that like he's desperate for her to go down on her is just a total non-starter do you think that's likely to be uh that he's grown fat ugly something like that or like a personality both i don't know uh, you know for me my general trend is i grow less interested in partners the longer i am together with them and so that feels normal to me but my under- my understanding is that that is not <laughs> necessarily normal. Some people are like me, but lots of people aren't like me. And so it's a little bit hard for me to speculate about why she doesn't have interest in you, him. But it just sounds you know to that me that's like, not actually how you are, right? What do you mean? It's not, this is not a, this is not <laughs> a, 
We this have, is we not. Have, we have a couple minutes here, Mike. Uh, I'm just going to say that I strongly suspect that. The, oh God, I strongly. We're at the end of the show, so it's okay. Probably. Yeah. I strongly yeah. suspect that this is this is a normal thing that guys experience, mm-hmm. but it's sort of IQ loaded, meaning that for every guy there's a bar, and if the woman is above the bar, then his enjoyment of being with them can go up over time, and if she's below the bar, it goes down over time. And the reason why is because if she's stupid or not that smart, she's going to be boring. But if she is above that bar, mm-hmm. over time you're going to like increase your appreciation. She's going to learn things. You're going to talk, have good conversations, all this sort of stuff, and you just have a higher bar for that than most people. But I do not believe that it's likely that like a really, really smart woman, you'd be like, oh, I'm less and less attracted to you. I think that's unlikely. I think like you'd be like, oh. So I just need to date a supermodel rocket scientist and everything will be solved. I seriously doubt the supermodel part matters that much. It's in rocket. I'm not sure what your bar is. A rocket scientist, I don't know. But like, I think that, you know, there are people, there are obviously people who are good at various different fields. But like, I right. think that, <laughs> I think there is an IQ bar there. Like, when you, if, if somebody isn't smart enough, they don't read, they don't. Yeah. I think that that's more that. I think. Okay. The, okay. The, I mean, your yeah. general hypothesis is that over time I lose respect for my partners. Yeah. And that makes sense. I think, I think, I think any guy would do that if the partner was below some threshold. And that threshold is going to depend on the guy's his own intelligence level, his own sort of interest in uh, reading and learning and stuff like that. But I think it ultimately is like a mental phenomenon. And I think that men generally, the reason I don't think the supermodel thing carries weight is that there are just enormous numbers of men who stay married to their wives and happily so as the wife ages. So I just don't think, and age definitely decreases your physical attractiveness. So I don't think, I think it's implausible that there'd be this person out there who's like, well, there is Leonardo DiCaprio. But (laughs) <laughs> well, and also like general guys can overcome that. I think also the vast majority or I don't know about the vast majority, definitely a large percentage of marriages become effectively sexless after some number of decades. Well, decades, a long time. I mean, when you're it 70 is. or 80, sure. That then I, then I'm a hundred percent sure that's true. Um, what percent, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We're out of time here, but yeah. Like what percentage of people who got married in their 20s do you think are having sex more than twice a month in their 50s probably 20 20 that sounds about right and that's not great uh yeah i mean i think that i uh i mean you have to it might be better in a situation if you were like, for example, with people exercise or healthy. Yeah. Like there's just like basic like health. I see. Yeah. Old. Yeah. If you, if you put some filters on there, you might get it up to like 40 or something. Drug use, alcoholism there. Yeah. I mean, but, but yeah. it's a fair point. It's a fair point. I just, I just think that like, uh, I just, the main point I wanted to make was that thing of like, it's, I don't, I think you're normal. I think you're normal. Like you're, you're saying, oh, I'm this abnormal thing. And I'm like, I don't think, I think everybody's like that. You just, uh, uh, have a really high bar for w- who you would consider interesting. And so it's very common for people to sort of unfortunately go down that ski slope instead of up the ski lift. Mm-hmm. But there are, I'm, I would be shocked if there weren't people out there that, where you'd be like, oh, wow, you, you're actually getting more interesting. Like we discuss things and like you, you say cool things. And I think that's yeah. possible for you because it seems to be possible for other people. So, yeah, I think. All right. Well, I'm going to process that a little bit, and that will do it for this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. We like feedback. Please give us some. It's been a while since we've gotten some any 
anything hilarious. So we need our listeners. Getting to... inbound interview requests. That's all. <laughs> yes, a bunch. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you have any feedback, uh, hit us up. We pay ten dollars for any feedback, no questions asked. So uh, just give us your Venmo or PayPal. Uh, you can also ask us questions if you want us to not answer them on the air. Let us know. The place to do both of those things is ymmvpod at gmail dot com. Um. Yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate your listenership and we look forward to catching you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me retiens. Non.